Suncast is brought to you by SunGrow, providing clean power for all. Suncast is also brought to you by Trina Solar. Episode 83 of Suncast. Welcome, welcome to episode number 83 of Suncast, Solar Warriors. I'm your host, Nico Johnson, and I'm super glad that you're back with me again this week. Today, we're going to drill down on the ways that we have been losing in our negotiations, in business and in life, and the subtle ways that you can fix it and stop missing out on the spoils of your labor. And hey, friend, speaking of which, if you are not already one of the nearly 400 people who've downloaded last week's episode with Ed Theo, then you are surely missing out. This is hands down one of the best Suncast episodes yet. And I know I've said that we've had some amazing guests, but this is more than just an amazing guest. It's actually one of the best produced shows that we've done. It's just emblematic of everything that I'm trying to accomplish with Suncast. I'm continually humbled by the quality of folks that come on this show, but also by the opportunity that this podcast and you for being here have created for me to sit down with such giants of our industry and learn from their journey. But it's not limited to the CEOs of the large companies and the names on the PV Magazine Solar 100 list. Nope. I hope that you're also checking out other episodes like last Tuesday's deep dive into the four questions every engineer should be asking about solar plus storage. That was Josh Weiner of Seppi Solar. And we put a lot of time and effort into curating these conversations so that you're learning from the best and brightest and, yes, most experienced entrepreneurs in our industry or any industry. And we are, once again, finally sending out our weekly emails that keep you up to speed. So make sure you've joined the mailing list. And I hope that you, just like Tor Valenza and Blair Kendall and Amy Simpkins and Orion Coates and many others, would take seriously my request that you reach out to me and make suggestions for who should be featured or what topics we should be exploring. I don't pretend to have all the answers or have all the connections. So thank you in advance for contributing to this community of doers and makers and action takers. I like to call the Suncast Tribe. It's full of solar warriors, and I'm proud as hell to call you friend. This is Suncast. In every battle, there's a front line. On that front line are warriors whose courage and action shape the outcome of the battle. The world is currently engaged in a literal power struggle, a battle in global energy as it evolves from fossil fuels to renewable energy. Suncast is a conversation with solar warriors on the front lines, building the most noble and impactful companies of our time. We learn their secrets to personal and professional growth, market development, and industry insights. And now, join solar industry veteran, Latin America fanatic, and your host, Nico Johnson. Are you tired of undifferentiated and galloping torque tube-based tracker designs? Frustrated by the need for ever larger dampers? Are you being slowed down by all the drilling required to install pile foundations in that rocky soil? Take 90 seconds out of your busy schedule to see how Alliant Energy's novel A-Frame plus ballasted tracker design can elevate your solar construction game and speed your cash cycles. Check out their new video at mysuncast.com forward slash Alion. That's A-L-I-O-N. 
And if you'll be at Mirac in Mexico City on May 21st, a lion would love to meet with you. Feel free to reach out to me for an introduction to the team over at Alion. That's Nico at mysuncast.com. And you know, if you're planning to be at Mirac, I'm going to be there and I would love to meet with you as well. We're working on a special Suncast meetup that will be co-hosted with some friends and it will be a not-to-miss activity in an already packed week. So if you want to make sure that you don't miss the details, please go to mysuncast.com and make sure you register for the mailing list and know that you'll have the most up-to-date info on the latest plans to meet up with the Suncast tribe. All right, today on Suncast, I promised that we'd peel back the onion on negotiation so that you can make sure you stop leaving money and wasted opportunity on the table. Today is a solo episode, no formal guest, but we do get a virtual guest by the name of Chris Voss. He's the author of book Never Split the Difference, possibly one of the best books I've ever read. If you've spoken with me at all in the last three months and asked for any advice, you probably got a recommendation for this book. I recommended it to my buddy Ryan in February when he was transitioning jobs and He's since read it four times and negotiated more than $20,000 in consulting fees. And I've personally used the tools I've learned from it to negotiate a 150% fee increase in a contract negotiation more than once. It's the single most recommended book by me to all my business colleagues, as well as my friends and family, and yes, fans, and for good reason. It's changed how I do business and has materially changed my life. And I've been waiting for a good time to share it with you, Solar Warrior, because you deserve to have this information in your hands. After we've studied this material together, you will know the keys to spotting liars and decision makers, the power of no, the three types of yeses, a self-effacing strategy that works every time, and the two magic words you need to hear in every negotiation. That's right, the magic words. If you've become a Suncast fan recently, or if you're a longtime listener, I'd like to ask that you do stay to the end of today's show with me. Or heck, if you're in a hurry, just jump there right now. It's the last five minutes or so. I want to share something I'm really excited about and let you know how you can help make Suncast even better. If you've gotten any value at all from Suncast, would you stick around for the last five minutes of the show, please? You'll also hear how you can download a free cheat sheet with today's tactics and strategies. But for now, hold tight and I'll teach you what I've learned about how to never split the difference and negotiate as though your life depended on it. Thanks again for setting aside this time in your day. Please enjoy this week's episode of Suncast on the negotiation skills I learned from Chris Voss. Look, we all have to have difficult conversations, and they'd be easier if you knew how to be persuasive. Whether it's dealing with family members, buying a car, or negotiating a raise, persuasion is always a useful skill. But much of what you read doesn't work in tough scenarios. So I thought I'd introduce you to someone who's handled the most challenging scenarios imaginable, one where lives are literally on the line. Chris Voss was the FBI's lead international hostage negotiator, and he's the author of the book I mentioned in the intro, an excellent book called Never Split the Difference. You think you know what really influences people? Maybe you've even read other books on the subject before. Well, you're probably making a lot of mistakes. I was too. 
Chris has some of the most counterintuitive and effective techniques you've ever heard about. This isn't just a good sales book, folks. It is, in my opinion, one of the best sales books ever written. I'd put it up with Gittimer's Little Red Book of Selling. As many of you know, that's probably my favorite and most recommended sales book. It was, after all, written by a former FBI hostage negotiator. He keeps it simple. So simple that during the emotional pressure of a sales process, you can stay calm and cool. There are 10 chapters, 9 simple tactics for negotiating, one each chapter, starting in chapter 2. And that is clean and simple as it gets. Plus, the book has some really very interesting stories. It's one of those books that is educational, but yet so wildly entertaining because you're hearing stories about the author negotiating for people's lives. It has a way of putting in perspective what it is that we as normal business people are negotiating for. So what is it that is so counterintuitive, Nico? I can hear you saying from your exit row seat. Let's take a look at the parts of the book I think are the most valuable. Now to list all the highlights would take more than an hour and you're already hoping that since this isn't an interview today, maybe we won't go for that long. I do highly, highly recommend that you get the book. I've linked to it in the blog, so just go over there once you're back on your laptop. And yes, while you're at it, do subscribe to Suncast mailing list. Stay informed and up to date on what's going on, Solar Warrior. All right, so what are these lessons? Well, if we'll start with don't try to get them to say yes. People are reluctant to say yes. Maybe you've noticed because it makes them commit to something. It makes them defensive. Here's Chris on the topic. When people say No, they feel they've protected themselves. No is protection. Yes is commitment. People worry about, what have I just committed to by saying yes? But when they say no, you don't commit to anything. Since you just protected yourself, you have a tendency to relax. People actually become a lot more open if they feel they've protected themselves. Therefore, start with no. A lot of people think that You get people to say easy yeses so that when the situation gets more difficult, they are more primed to say yes. Not true, says Mr. Voss. People are too primed now to say yes. They know what you're up to. Get them to say no first. That's the starting point. Okay, well, how can I do that? Ask them a question like, do you want this project to fail? Or is this situation not going to work out For either side. Look, they don't want to fail, so they will say no. Now you can start to find common ground. Start with no. It satisfies their need to feel like they're in control. They get that by saying no. Saying yes makes people defensive, as I mentioned. Now, if you hear no in your negotiation, you want to try and counter with, what about this doesn't work for you? Or, what would you need to make this work? Or maybe, It seems there's something here that bothers you. And he also gives a suggestion that you may also want to trigger a no as letting people get down their defenses helps get the door open, right? So one of the call techniques he gives is instead of calling and saying, hey, is now a good time to talk or are you available right now? Use instead, is now a bad time to talk? Look, because the bottom line is even if it is a bad time to talk, they don't want to admit it. They don't want to tell you it is a bad time. They want to admit it to themselves or to you. And you might sometimes need to force your counterpart into a no. A couple of quick ways that you can do that. 
One is to intentionally mislabel an emotion. And another is to just ask a ridiculous question that can only be answered by a no. Something like, do you want this project to fail? Something like I mentioned before. Do you want this project to fail? They don't want to fail, so they'll say no. And as I mentioned, you're now on common ground. Chris points out that you have to recognize there are three kinds of yeses. The counterfeit, confirmation, and commitment. A counterfeit yes is a yes that's an escape route. They want to say no, but their yes masks the no. A confirmation yes is reflexive response question. It's affirmation with no promise of action. So be careful of counterfeit yeses and confirmation yeses. What you want are commitment yeses. This is a true agreement that leads to action. This is a powerful reminder not to be seduced by the counterfeit yes that most people throw out like feed the pigeons in a sales conversation. Now, if all I'm getting is affirmation from someone in a meeting, I pause and ask myself why they haven't pushed back on anything yet. Because as we just discussed, if you don't get some no's from your prospect, you'll likely never get a committed yes. Or as Chris likes to state, no, no means no go. So when you're in these negotiations, it's important to be able to discern whether or not you're actually talking to a decision maker. Chris points out that in hostage negotiations, he's trying to figure out if someone's a liar or not, a truth teller or a liar, a liar or a decision maker. So while we're discerning between a good yes and a no, how do you suppose you can distinguish between a liar or someone who wants you to believe that they have power versus a decision maker? Well, a liar will use more words than truth tellers. A liar will talk about him, her, it, one, they, and their. They rarely use the word I. It helps distance them from the lie. And a liar will speak in more complex sentences, often to try and cover up the thing that they don't want you to discover or the thing that they're lying about. So spotting decision makers, on the other hand, you want to watch for pronouns. If they use I or me or my, they are less important in the decision of the outcome. If they use we, they, them, they are likely to actually be the decision maker and they're leaving their options open. One of the ways I discovered Chris Foss was through a mentor of mine, James Altucher, and his podcast, The James Altucher Show, is one of the most listened to podcasts on iTunes. He brought Chris on in 2016, and I unfortunately didn't get to the episode until 2017, but his interrogation, if you will, of Chris on the show was, for me, just a mind opening experience. And I would encourage you to go listen to the episode. I'll link to it in the show notes over on the blog at mysuncast.com. And he said that the most important thing he learned while talking to Chris was the question of how. You always want to get more information in a negotiation with as little commitment as possible on your side. If one side says, show up with a million dollars tomorrow, you can simply say, how am I supposed to get you a million dollars by tomorrow? They will keep talking. Outsource the hard things they are asking right back to them. If one side says, we can only go as low as 36000 on this car, then you can say, I, I can't go higher than 30000 How am I supposed to come up with the 36000 And just see what they say. Ask open-ended questions, starting with how or what. Ask a lot of them. Be prepared in advance with your how questions. And he calls these calibrated questions. There's a number of phrases that 
he prompts in the book. I'll give you a few of those here of these calibrated questions and knowing how to use these calibrated questions will come in a little bit later when we talk about the rule of three. So the phrases of calibrated questions are things like, what makes you ask? Or what about blank is important to you? How can I help make this better for us? Or how would you like me to proceed? What is it that brought us into this situation? A few more. How can we solve the problem? What's the objective or what are we trying to accomplish here? And then my personal favorite, how am I supposed to do that? You know, how am I supposed to do that? Let's dig down on that one. Playing dumb really seems to work. In fact, being helpless works too. Asking how am I supposed to do that is deceptively powerful. It gets them to solve your problems for you in a way they deem acceptable. Straight from the book, Chris writes, Calibrated how questions are a surefire way to keep negotiations going. They put pressure on your counterpart to come up with the answers and to contemplate your problems when making their demands. The trick to how questions is that correctly used, they are gentle and graceful ways to say no and guide your counterpart to develop a better solution. Your solution. By getting the other side to think about your situation, it very often gets them to grant you concessions. And they are concessions that they're okay with and will likely stick to because it was their idea to offer them. Another area he touches on are terms and conditions. Now, this is where I have messed up the most in my own negotiations, and I bet you have too. In the solar industry, as in any industry, the devil of a contract is indeed in the details, and we all too often focus on just the frontline items. And I've been around the block, but I mess up a lot, and terms and conditions are where I see a lot of mistakes. For instance, it's not just a number for the cost of equipment that you're negotiating with your suppliers or development fee with your counterparties. There can be more open-ended things that need to be discussed and put down on paper, like how can I best succeed at getting this project to a point where you'd be willing to give me an extra 10% above my negotiated fee? Or how can we work this out so that I don't get stuck with a warranty issue in three to five years? You see, you're asking these probing questions. They're calibrated questions using the beginning term how, and they get your counterpart to really think through the solution for you and they get your counterpart off of the defensive. You know, in every situation, there are extra terms and conditions that need to be worked out. I've found that folks are much more willing to give on things within their control, like degradation terms on panels or warranty spares on site, for example, or maybe even an extra week of vacation instead of another 5,000 raise in your salary. 15 years ago, one expert negotiator, Dr. Larry Brilliant, yes, his real name, head of all of Google's charity work, gave this advice. Always make sure your list is bigger than theirs so you can give up nickels in exchange for the dimes. So, as with everything, preparation is key. Look, don't go crazy over this since you don't want to over-prepare, but get your how questions ready. Get your no questions ready. That's N-O, not K-N-O-W. List your negatives down on a piece of paper and figure out your terms and conditions in advance. I like to say, he with the most options wins. And that's exactly an example of stacking your wins and stacking your list, as Dr. Brilliant adequately stated. Do some basic work so when you come up with specific numbers, you can back it up. And yes, make a preparation sheet. I've recommended it before, but it never fails to amaze me 
How many of you haven't really studied the strategic selling or even large account management process frameworks by Miller Hyman? And you're going into these negotiations without having ever made a list of what you're willing to give up in a negotiation to get what you really want. Build the list. It is the key to a great start in a negotiation. Next, you need to do what he calls an accusation audit. If it's an argument with a loved one or a business negotiation that's headed south, the other side probably has made some accusations about you. You don't listen or you're not being fair. And the common response is to start your reply with, I'm not blank. You deny their feelings. And boom, you just lost your patient, doctor. They now assume that you're not on the same page, that they can't trust you. So what does Chris say to do instead? He says, list every terrible thing they could say about you. From Never Split the Difference, the fastest and most effective means of establishing a quick working relationship is to acknowledge the negative and diffuse it. This is beating your counterpart to the punch on something they will likely use as an attack or counterargument. So I'm going to list the things that my counterpart can say about me first. I'm going to use labels to reinforce and encourage positive perceptions. Remember, labels are, it seems like I'm feeling that you're ascribing emotion. You're labeling things as you see them or as they appear. And then after you've done this, after you've explained or verbalized the worst things and you've labeled and reinforced the positive perceptions, go completely silent. Prepare to just engage the silence and let them say the words that are going to move the conversation forward. For those of you that just can't fight the urge to say something, or for those that like to ask permission before stating something in a conversation, you can follow an accusation audit with how should we proceed from here and then go completely silent. And now for one of the keys to the whole system and the two magic words you need them to say. And hear me when I say it. That's right. When they say that, you know they feel you understand them. That's rapport. Now emotions are on your side. Now you're collaborators trying to solve a problem, not warring tribes. Here's what Chris has to say. Getting them to say, that's right, is a really powerful connection to be able to establish. They're telling you that they feel connected to you and they feel a great rapport with you. If there's anything that's going to move them in your direction swiftly, it's when they say, that's right. What conversational move is most likely to trigger a that's right? A summary. Paraphrase back to them what they've been saying to you. Now, they know you're listening and understanding. You don't have to agree. You're just giving a summary. And what words should make you worried? If they say, you're right, think about it. You're right. When do you say that? When you want to politely tell someone to shut up and go away. So Chris thinks about the application of yeses, labeling, and calibrating as what he calls the rule of three. And here's where we get to incorporate these. The goal is to get the counterpart to say, yes, three times. The first is when you get them to give you a commitment. Maybe that's yes on a price. Maybe that's yes on moving to the next step in negotiation. The next yes is labeling and summarizing. Get a that's right. 
So you're going to label and summarize and hear from them. That's right. And the third is a calibrated how or what question about implementation. Okay? How would you like me to proceed? What would you see as a logical outcome to this? Something that relates to implementation. A how or what question that is calibrated to get them to tell you what you want them to hear. Then you can lock it in by asking what will constitute success. Something like, what do we do if we get off track? So think about questions that are going to help you judge whether or not you've succeeded or help you ask a question to your counterpart about what will constitute success. And one final story to illustrate the point of the book, which is never compromise, or as Chris calls it, split the difference. He says, to make my point on compromise, let me paint you an example. A woman wants her husband to wear black shoes with his suit, but her husband doesn't want to. He prefers brown shoes. So what do they do? Well, they compromise. They meet halfway. And you guessed it. He wears one black and one brown shoe. Is this the best outcome? No. In fact, it's the worst possible outcome. Either of the two other outcomes, black or brown, would have been better than the compromise. So the next time you want to compromise, remind yourself of those mismatched shoes. When a negotiator focuses on his or her bottom line, that's where they end up. I loved this piece as we wrap up thinking about this book. Chris clearly presents that from his experience, when you have a minimum acceptable bid or a best alternative to negotiate agreement in common negotiation parlance, it is a strategy to lose. Because when someone knows what their bottom line is, they subconsciously move their prospect to that exact line. So know your worth, Solar Warrior, and make that your bottom line. And you will never have to split the difference again. Well, as I promised, thanks for waiting till the end. I do have something I really want to talk to you about. I have had many, many of you email, text, WhatsApp, and even come up to me in person and congratulate or encourage me for Suncast. And I got to tell you, I love it. Of course, it feeds my ego. The most common refrain is, hey, Nico, don't stop. What you're doing is great, man, and it's important. And that encouragement and feedback has been manna for me and a major reason why I've persevered with this passion project over the last two and a half years and 82 episodes. But this passion project has real costs. Each month, I spend over $1,100 to make sure that this episode is the highest quality that it can be, oftentimes flying or driving to interview guests in person. Believe me, that makes a difference. And do you think that this is a lot of time and effort that I put forth? I've been asking myself, how can I help make this better for us? And by now, you're probably asking, Nico, how would you like me to proceed? And with regard to how much time and money I'm putting into Suncast, look, my CFO, also known as my wife, is asking, how can we resolve the problem? The problem of imbalance between time and income. All of the opportunities that I could be pursuing when I spend four to eight hours of my life putting this show together for you, for me, for us to enjoy the fruit of this labor. Well, I've been thinking about that. And I'm announcing here for the first time that next week I'll be launching a funding campaign for Suncast. The details will be laid out in an upcoming email to all of my email subscribers 
and it's a very modest ask, to be honest. So please do make sure that you're subscribed to the mailing list at mysuncast.com. There's a bunch of annoying pop-ups that ensure that you'll get on the mailing list. Just scroll down the page. (laughs) If you'd like to hear more details, please go do that so you'll know how you can become more involved in Suncast and help support this show and my ability to continue bringing it to fruition every single week. I'll be asking you to consider, look, something like the equivalent of a cup of coffee. And if I called you and asked you for a face-to-face in your hometown, I got to ask, would you have offered to buy me coffee? Now, it's going to cost you something like $8, but I really like blue bottle pour over, so we're talking more like 10 or 12 Would you do that twice for me? That's all I'm asking. Look, less than the cost of a BART ticket to SFO. Less than the cost of the fuel required to take you to Tahoe, where you might be headed right now listening to this. It's so much less than the way you choose to spend countless dollars, yet many of you every, every week invest the most precious resource that you have with me, time. For that, I'm incredibly grateful and know that I reciprocate the most incredible resource that I have. In three years, I've worked the equivalent of eight hours or so per episode. That's over 650 hours, almost entirely unpaid, to bring you about 55 hours of continuous content. But Nico, what about the partners you mentioned on your show, you might ask? Well, all but one, the gracious sponsorship from Enphase more than a year ago, have been in-kind partnerships with my clients and friends to see whether Suncast audience would indeed show up and show interest in sponsors' messages. It's something I wanted to test. It's something I genuinely want to understand. Is this going to have an impact? Is this going to bear fruit for someone that would come alongside us? And I'm glad to report that many of you have reached out to Soul Rates and Alliant, and they remain grateful for the opportunity to cooperate and partner with Suncast. And for that, I thank you. But I've decided that it is time, and Suncast is serving a need and audience, my tribe, who continues to show up and who continues to say, Nico, keep it coming, bring us more. And that tells me that you care. You care about what I'm doing. And I hope even how I'm doing. Next week, you'll be able to materially help contribute to the how I'm doing part in a way that will ensure Suncast continues to be prioritized among the many opportunities facing me. And for that, you'll help keep my CFO off my back and help me get back to focusing on bringing the best possible value to each and every Suncast episode. I look forward to sharing more, so please do join the mailing list now so that you don't miss the announcement next week. And as a thank you for taking the extra time to go to the website to sign up and for staying on to listen to this, I'd like to offer you a free download, a six-page cheat sheet to help you put the lessons learned here today to work in your next negotiation. Head over to mysuncast.com forward slash negotiate to get your free copy. And remember, Solar Warriors, when you're negotiating like your life depends on it, never split the difference. That's a wrap on today's conversation, Solar Warriors, and you're now well-armed for battle. Hopefully, you'll take away some great tools for your own success. I'd love it if you'd share what you learned or share the episode over on LinkedIn. Let me know what other tools you need. If you want to sharpen the axe a little bit more, I've shared some of the resources we discussed in today's conversation over at mysuncast.com. Just click on the latest episode link in the title bar. Perhaps the best tool in your arsenal might be subscribing to the mailing list while you're there so that you'll get an email from yours truly when new content is available. Have a suggestion for someone you think should join the conversation? Email me, nico 
at mysuncast.com or shoot me a message on LinkedIn. Hey, that's it. Thanks for being here. Until next time, stay informed, my friend, and stay tuned.